This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. From the luxurious Queen City Podcast Network studios in Uptown Charlotte, this is CLT First. It's our 50th show, Stuart. Yay, us. They said it couldn't be done. CLT First, Charlotte's first daily news podcast featuring five-second weather. Today is Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Amy Bristol. I'm Stuart Watson. Weather, increasing clouds, high 64, increasing chance of showers tonight, low 52. There's been an outpouring of support from the community after the co-owner of Wooden Robot Brewery, Dan Wade, died in a workplace accident on Tuesday. Since Wooden Robot made the announcement, customers and other breweries have flooded social media with thoughts and condolences. An investigation into the accident continues. The brewery says it will keep both their tap rooms closed until further notice. That is so heartbreaking. Young man, Mm -hmm. new father. Our hearts go out. And we're not nagging. We would never nag you. But 10,000 people have already voted in the primary in our fair county. You can still vote early in Mecklenburg County this year. Remember, bring your ID. The regular election day is March 6th in North Carolina. All of our friends, including the Charlotte Ledger and the Queen City Nerve, as well as QC Metro and the Charlotte Post, have tons of great information about candidates in both the Democratic and the Republican primaries. The Ledger has a brief podcast on each primary right here on the Queen City Podcast Network. It's like 10, 12 minutes. That's great. A local nonprofit is working to preserve black cemeteries. This from Q City Metro's Jalen Hill. The St. Lloyd Presbyterian Cemetery Foundation will oversee two historically black cemeteries, one in Greer Heights, one in South Park. St. Lloyd's was founded three years after the Civil War by formerly enslaved people. This week, Mecklenburg County Board of Commissioners declared February Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Their goal is to highlight the message that teens deserve healthy relationships and to highlight resources available to support teens who are experiencing unhealthy or abusive relationships. To talk more about the reality of violence in teens dating, Shanice Stratford is joining us. Shanice is part of Mecklenburg County's Domestic Violence Speakers Bureau. Shanice, can you tell us how prevalent teen violence is right now in teen dating? Statistically speaking, it's uh, one in three teens um, and adolescents are affected by it in the U.S. Um, So as far as Mecklenburg County and like the average students, we have like average 30 students in the classroom. So that's like 10 students per classroom. With it being that prevalent, because that's an amazing statistic, I think that's a lot higher than most people would imagine. Are most teens aware that this is a problem? Yeah, I definitely think communication is key um, when it comes to parents and talking about it, because I myself am a survivor. So I feel like that was the piece um, that I was missing in my relationship with my parents. Like we could talk about things, but that is a topic as far as dating in general that never came up. And when it did, it was kind of met with keep it in your pants and just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? It was never like, hey, well, if you do start to have crushes, you know, this is what you should look out for in a partner, someone who's respectful, um, who's honest and who values you. It was just kind of like, don't do it at all. So that I don't feel like that's really good for when you do meet that, you know, come in contact with that um, situation, you're kind of just not ready and you don't 
you don't know. So um, I feel like in in my um, experience, it was like uh, just me being naive and not knowing. What are some red flags if a if a teen is in a relationship for the first time um, and they don't really know any better? What would be some red flags that they might see to let them know that they're in an unhealthy relationship? Power and control. That's what uh, abusive relationships are all about. So if someone is uh, showing patterns of pa- power and control, meaning uh, gaslighting you, manipulating you, trying to control what you wear, trying to control your time, how you spend your time. Let's say you have extracurriculum activities, you're a part of track, you swim, uh, something you're passionate about and love before you met this person. But all of a sudden they they try to find problem and issue with it and say that it is getting in between your relationship. Uh, really, they're just looking to isolate you um, and your resources and your and your support system. So they don't want you reaching out to anyone. So isolation is a big part of that. Also, name calling, um, again, a pattern. So like when these things are happening, it's just so important that if you don't like how someone's treating you, you call it out right then and there, uh, just so they know that you're aware because if you don't, then they'll feel like, okay, well, how much further can I go? If there are um, parents or if there are teens that are looking for resources out there that that they can turn to, if they have questions, um, are there some of those that you can recommend? One of my favorites is loveisrespect.org. Um, you can also text love, L-O-V-E, to their text line, which is 22522. That would connect you with an advocate, I believe, on a national um, level, but they'll basically ask you where you're from and connect you to local resources. Um, We have CSS, which is Community Support Services. That's where I went to, but Love is Respect uh, connected me to them. Shanice Stratford with uh, Mecklenburg County's Domestic Violence Speakers Bureau. Thank you so much for talking about this really important issue with us. We appreciate you sharing your story and your time. Thank you so much. Hope it saves a life. In a moment, some of the best food in Charlotte, not where you'd think. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. Commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. The newest culinary hotspots in Charlotte, retirement homes. So says the Charlotte Ledger's award-winning restaurant critic, Hannah Raskin, visited six places where boomers like me are retiring. She found free pie, tuna poke nachos, and boozy cocktails. The Charlotte Museum of History is hosting its seventh African-American Heritage Festival starting today. This year's festival includes guest speakers, music, food trucks, a documentary film screening, and a Caribbean carnival event. The museum is located at 3500 Shamrock Drive, and this event is free and open for all ages until Sunday. 
50 podcasts. I'm telling you, high fives. High fives. All around. Join us again for 51 tomorrow on CLT First. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Network.com.